You can order award-winning Jonesy Q rubs and sauces at jonesyq.com. Use promo code OOBSHOW if you order $20 or more and receive free shipping. That's jonesyq.com, promo code OOBSHOW. Good morning. Your SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Yes, location at Fortification is still there for you. Been there for over 30 years. Right there in my old stomping grounds, beautiful Bellhaven neighborhood, Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Also, new surgery center and clinic. Lakeland Drive, Flowood. Any age, any sport, any injury, they've got you covered. MississippiSportsMedicine.com. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to check on the roughing injury. Speaking of sports injuries, all of them that we discuss are brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Uh, we hope that he's okay. Um, I mean, he's a little baller for Ole Miss at guard from Jackson, Mississippi. Had a great night last night. People were saying he was walking around. I don't know what that means. Uh, And we'll see. We hope that he's okay and doesn't miss a beat. Um, And we'll go from there. But our sports injury discussion is always presented by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. And, hey, you know, Mississippi State, you know, MSU basketball fans won't give Hallen an inch. Um, You know, I thought uh, the broadcaster last night, what's his name, Jimmy what? From Arkansas? Anyway, I should know this. I've only watched him 9,000 times on TV. And he was a broadcaster, then took the women's job at Arkansas, and then went back to calling uh, college basketball. But uh, he said, yeah, they're they're without their second best player. Now, some of you would argue that it's Garrison Brooks after Molinar, but whatever. Tolu Smith, your best post player, is not playing. And really hasn't played most of the year. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to consider that. Those of you, you know, you're, you're already... Me- How about that? I wouldn't be miserable. You won, enjoy it for a day or two. It's okay. I, it is. You've got 14 wins. It's hard to win. You, you've been without your second best player, according to somebody who knows a lot about basketball, um, for the overwhelming majority of the year. You, you've, you've got a chance to make the NCAA tournament. And when people tell me that Ben Hallen's awful... I immediately tune you out. Like, I'm moving on. Like, if I'm at a cigar shop. I mean, if somebody says something that dumb, I'm I'm really good, especially at this age. Pivot, I can just walk away from I mean, Wendy's already always said I can walk away from a comp, but, I mean, that's just dumb. Now, if you want to say, hey, Ben Howland should have won more, and here's why, okay. But uh, they've got a good basketball team. They, you know, they've got to win a lot of games down the stretch to put themselves in position. And I don't even know where the the SEC basketball tournament is. Is it back in Nashville? It may be. Seems to be housed there, uh, which I like. But, and look, I lived there growing up in the 80s and the 90s. I went to 9,000 SEC tournament games and got to see some great, great players from all around the league, including... Some guy named 
Who's my favorite player, SEC player? Basketball of all time. I'm going to let you guess. I said it yesterday or, or Monday. <sighs> his name, like, was it Nick Irvin? What was that guy's name? Nate Irvin? What was that? No. <laughs> no Charles Barkley. Yeah, no, I know. Bar- Barkley's my favorite He's player. He's your boy. He's he, the one you got to interview. I just, <clears throat> I was obsessed with Barkley. Speak- and I was crushed when Jordan beat Barkley in the and, 93 and the finals. Suns. Yeah. Because I was, one, I love the Suns because they're uniforms. And two, I loved Barkley. They were fun. And Barkley, from different angles, his head looked like the sun with the way the lights That's a good it. point. So, so he really embodied his team. I uh, about this that. year's SEC tournament for basketball is uh, in, for men's basketball, is in the Amalie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Okay, yeah. So they're doing like four or five right. out of six uh, out of f- five or six years in Nashville, and every now and then they'll drop it in Tampa. Isn't Tampa where? No, they did it in like St. Petersburg. Rick that Stansberry one year. won it in Tampa. Yeah, uh, he beat Tennessee and Bruce Pearl. That's right. And Mississippi State's, I think, last SEC tournament championship in two thousand and nine. I think it was with maybe Barry Stewart and Jarvis Bernardo, among others, but. Rick went down there and beat ten, a good Tennessee team yes. in the finals to punch his last ticket, I think, in the tournament. I believe that's correct. And then everything kind of unraveled the next year when they were 16-5 and five and uh, in the top 20 um, uh, the next year. And then, you know, the whole Sansbury, Renard, all that went down, D-Boss. Moultrie, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> point is, Ben Hallen has done a, you may not think he's done a good job or a great job, but he's done a pretty damn good job this year. And I would hold on. Let's see how this thing plays out. Um, But they're 14 and seven, five and three in conference. They're not two and six for our listeners. As it feels sometimes. And some of you are upset. I see these posts and stuff about the, like the way they won last night. Dude, get a life. Winning's winning. In business, sometimes we get an inch today. Sometimes we get a foot. Sometimes we get a yard. It doesn't have to be pretty. It's not pretty on this. I mean, you know, how we got here is not pretty. Um, Winning's winning. I don't give a – it doesn't matter to me. It it doesn't have to be this mosaic nonsense that you've got, uh, you know, in in your head. Uh, Congratulations to the Ole Miss and Mississippi State – kids, young people who competed their tails off last night and won. How about that? Can I ask you a a question? Because this brings up an interesting point that I feel like we have danced around before at different times on the show over the last four years, but maybe we've never presented it this way. We talk about how the Jordan, maybe Jordan, Tiger, Brady kind of trifecta over the last 30 years has not only changed the way we look at, at seasons as a whole, but I think I'd argue even now it's changed our ability to enjoy the journey of the season. I agree. We don't, as fans, like you just said, and like we had mansplain Texas earlier, if you read the boards, it looks like Mississippi State lost by 20, not won by 20, right? Um, Ole Miss fans, like, trying to enjoy their season, you lose the Sugar Bowl. Like, you still went 10-2, and two, right? Oh, Mississippi State years ago losing the Orange Bowl. Well, you still won 10 games. Like, We've lost the ability to enjoy the moments, which I think as fans has made us more bitter, and all we do is chase championships now, and those even don't seem as enjoyable as they used to be. So 
I wonder if there's been a... We're spoiled. If we've just moved so far away from and the point. And we have so much access. The point is enjoy each win on the way. Absolutely. And whatever happens at the end happens at the end, but like Only one said, team wins it. Yeah, the, the inability to enjoy these high points... I think is a it's a bad thing. And like I, I receive a text here on sixty five teams get in the tournament. They don't, Blake. Do you know how many automatic qualifiers mm-hmm. there are through conference champions? It's not sixty five bids. Like when somebody texts me that, I realize they don't they don't know anything about college basketball, but they're ripping Ben Hallen. And I get we're not a basketball state. Mm-hmm. You know, one percent of the people. Were, were coached well. The overwhelming majority of coaching in this state is awful. And, and I understand that most people don't know the game. But, you know, it's not 65 bids. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes down to a couple dozen bids. And so, uh, or a few dozen bids. How about that? And it's harder than you think. You like to look at the, the overall number. It's not that many. And, uh, it's hard to win. We're we're not really focused or committed to that sport. And um we're much more focused on football, baseball, and softball in the Sun Belt. I, I know there's some pockets that, that love some hoops. And yes, I, I went back and forth last night and watched uh Auburn and Bama um and, and saw that packed uh arena. And and that's cool too, what Bruce Pearl has uh has created there. So hang a, on and let's just see how this thing plays out over the next four or five weeks. And that's a small win. I, again, it's like with what State kind of did with Stansbury for a minute, what they did with Vic Schaefer, which was weird. The Bruce Pearl thing, like schools that aren't basketball schools can have small windows, but the commitment quotient to become like a North Carolina, a Kentucky, a Memphis, those are totally different things in basketball. So you're never going to be that. You got to enjoy those small windows when they happen. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Ole Miss and Mississippi State and all the players who played and competed last night. Last time I checked, Blake, South Carolina and LSU uh, have good players too. Yes, correct. So I have to tell you about this game-changing product I used before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends, Over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. Blake, before we go, do we have time? Yeah. Okay. We have plenty of time. All right. Uh, Dave Bartu will join us at 930. We're going to drop the Kiffin audio in about five minutes or so. Most of you know, unless you've been under a rock, that Brian Flores was uh, a New England 
Patriots assistant under Bill Belichick, got the Miami Dolphins job, did a really good job, had no business in getting fired after going nine and eight this past season, and was in the hunt for other jobs. All right. Brian Flores is a minority. And most of you know about the Rooney rule in the NFL, named after the Pittsburgh Steelers Rooney family owners, right? And that is the Rooney rule requires teams to interview minority candidates as head coaches throughout the NFL when there's an opening, all right? And Brian Flores should not have been fired from the Dolphins, one, but Brian Flores is also uh, suing the NFL, all 32 teams, excuse me. And then there's some other layered stuff in there with the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants and also Bill Belichick's text messages in which Bill Bell and Bill didn't. Brian Flores is not mad at Bill Belichick, but because as somebody said, Bill Belichick went to bat for Brian Flores to get the Dolphins job, okay? Because he was an assistant at that time. But Belichick basically text Brian Flores when he thought he was texting Brian Dayball, mm. who was also an assistant under Belichick at one point, but was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills the last couple of seasons. And Belichick text Brian Flores, and this is hard. bear with me. He texts Brian Flores and says, sounds like you have landed. Congrats. Flores texts back, did you hear something I didn't? Belichick, Giants! Exclamation point. Flores, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Belichick, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. I hope it works out if you want it to. Um... Flores, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. Then Belichick realizes he texts Brian Flores, not Brian Dayball, and he says, sorry, I blanked that up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they are naming Dayball. Sorry about that. Flores, thanks, Bill. So, there we are. And this is a big deal. Uh, now, Blake, you you rep you. Uh, there was an attorney that weighed in that's kind of specializes in this. Yeah, and so what? He, Do you have that? Yeah, he's a uh, Florida. Uh, he works at Florida University. He teaches Florida. He teaches law at Florida sports law at Florida. Um, Florida Gators. Ha- yes, University Florida, Florida Gators. Okay. Yes, that's correct. And I'll have to. I don't. Of course, I don't have it right in front of me. I wasn't looking that way. Um, basically, what he said was, well, I'll give you a minute that. There, this claim by Brian Flores where he's suing not only the NFL as a whole, which would be Goodell and all 32 teams, but specifically also the Giants and the Miami Dolphins, in which he alleges and that... And the Broncos, I think. Uh, yeah, I, in which he alleges the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, made an offer to pay him $100,000 per loss in 2019 to improve their draft selection. Um, essentially, what this uh, attorney says is that this claim probably is light on legal standing, but it does bring to light an important issue that the Rooney rule is not working. So whether or not Brian Flores wins this lawsuit is definitely up for debate. And it's will more be pressure to make sure that the Rooney rule is legit. And well, they're going to have to redo it. Yeah, it's this is whether Flores wins or loses is irrelevant. This will force the NFL to change how they're operating. Right. 
because the public sentiment right now. So I guess they'll add to it. Yeah, or adapt it or, or redo some of the things that An were addendum, in it. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, this isn't a, it, it's a weird stat. Brian Flores went 5-11 and 11 with a terrible roster in 2019 when mm-hmm. the owner wanted him to keep losing to get a better draft pick. Then he went 10-6. and six. Then he went 9-8 and eight in which they won seven straight games almost to end the season. I think they lost their last one. Seven in the NFL... Games. It's virtually impossible to win seven straight games. Well, Go ahead. especially when you've lost seven straight, you don't turn it around. Right. It doesn't. Teams are. What's the parcel? You are what you are. Yeah. That. That is not. It doesn't happen. So, Flores is like he he got treated incorrectly no both question. by the Dolphins and maybe by the Giants because the issue at hand is not that Bill Belichick leaked that Dayball was getting hired. The issue. Is that he Belichick, had not interviewed. Belichick is confirming this issue that if the Giants decided on Dayball prior to interviewing Flores, that could be a violation of the Rooney rule. Right. Because that means they were only interviewing Flores for the ticker tape and not to actually interview him. And if you're not a real candidate, it's not supposed to count. So that's the thing. And so at the and end if, of the day. And if that is the case. Yeah. Then what, the Giants what, made what a, a huge mistake. Well, it's a huge mistake by the Mara family that is revered within the NFL. Yeah. No, it's it's a bad deal. And if if there's any validity to or ability to prove, because maybe it's true, but you can't prove it, I don't know. But if you can prove that Stephen Ross, owner of the Dolphins, is paying a head coach to lose, that is a big deal. Because what a... It's a bribe. Well, and but I also, mean, in a... What a terrible look for... Like, you can't have an owner of an organization going against the spirit of the game that you play in that way. Paying a coach to lose games, you can't do that. There's tanking, and then there's basically kicking money to a head coach. Yeah. Almost probably off the record. And to cost people their careers. That's what you need to remember. Right. That... Brian Flores losing is going to cost a right tackle his career. It's going to toss, cost a linebacker his career. It's going to cost a quarterback, a running back. all of Or another play- coach on the staff. Exactly. special. Somebody's got to get fired because somebody has to take the blame. Right. So it's, it's a very messy situation. At the end of the day, what it does is a lot like when you have officials being called into question in the NBA, you can't have the integrity of the game up for debate. Right. So the NFL has to nip that in the bud quick. If there's any evidence, real hard evidence, that the Dolphins owner was doing that, you could see a change of ownership yeah. going on in Miami, which could be crazy. We've yeah. seen it. We've seen the precedent set in the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, Sterling with the Clippers and who? Who am I missing? Oh, it's it goes way back. Uh, I, look, Dan Snyder's under pressure right now. He is to with, potentially with have the to Washington sell the, the new Washington Commanders. Commanders. Yeah. Okay. So, right. yeah, it's, it's a messy situation. So, we'll situation. continue to monitor this as, you know, it, it. there's a long way to go. But the law professor basically said he didn't believe that there was a lot of legal merit. He, he's wondering where, if there's any legal standing in terms right. of, like, can Brian Flores actually get anything back for this? Right. The, here's the other question. A, did Brian Flores end his ability to ever coach in the NFL? God, I hope not. B, how interesting that the this is what makes this such a story, too. Bill Belichick being at the center of this is so interesting. Yeah. Because he's the greatest of all time. Sure. And this is like the first unabashed, uh-oh, you screwed up big time moment in Belichick's career, really. 
even though he didn't make a mistake in the sense of legal, you can't, this whole thing slipping out through Belichick's text messages, that's as juicy as it gets in the NFL. I mean, that's, this is Bill Belichick we're talking yeah. about. On the day that Brady retired. On the day Brady retired. Incredible. Hey, did you know Tom Brady retired? Who? Golly. Uh, his accomplishment. Do you think anybody will ever get no. to hit? No. No, there are franchises who can't get there. Right. Well, they're, they're franchises that can't win one. He lost 76 games in 22 years, and there are more. There's franchises that don't have, have 76 losses in the last five years. Yeah, the Jets. Ten years. It's terrible. Goodness he gracious. Has more, he has more playoff wins than some franchises have playoff appearances. Right. That's insane. That is insane. That's not realistic. That's not real life. All right, do we have time for Kiffin? Yeah. All right, let's switch gears. Lane Kiffin is kind of carrying the torch, being more vocal on this name, image, likeness stuff, and talking about the transfer portal and the money and the unlevel, uneven playing field. Even after landing Jackson Dart in the number one transfer portal class in the country, I think it's another call to action to uh, get another round of funding in that name, image, likeness fund. But here is uh, Lane Train, Ole Miss head coach. You know, I am proud of that, you know, of our staff saying, okay, here's the rules that are kind of in portal and trying to figure out throughout the end of the season with all that going on and, you know, just trying to do it better than anybody else does it. So I'm proud of that. You know, we don't have the same funding resources as, as some of these schools do, you know, to, for these NIL deals. And so it's basically like dealing with different salary caps. We now have a sport that has completely different salary caps. And some of these schools are, you know, whatever, five, 10 times more than everybody else of what they can pay the players. So I know nobody uses those phrases, but that is what it is. So <laughs> I joked the other day, I didn't know if Texas A&M was going to occur a luxury tax, you know, and how much they paid for their signing class. <laughs> this is after landing the number one transfer portal class. I mean, Kiffin is, uh, while I think he's happy with the Hall and what they were able to do with name, image, likeness to be able to land the number one transfer portal class, he is still obviously extremely concerned and wondering where it's going to go and if eventually will we have a cap? I mean, I don't even know the legalities of that. I'd have to get an attorney on or something. I mean, can can they? How do you cap something that's not a regulated well, that, market? Well, that's what I'm. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know. You can't. It, here's what this I is. Mean, all do you going really to. think you're going to have an nil cap? No. What What would have to happen is you'd have to have the Power Five come together and create a governing body that then they all sign under. You have to. I mean, agree they, they to can't get even. Regulated. They can't even. They can't get anything done in Indianapolis no. as far as the NCAA. No. You'd have to have some, either the NCAA, which all these t- schools are already signed under an agreement with, or a new body would which have to I come think together. We could get it some point, but we don't have it right yeah. now today. Well, we know academia and bureaucracy moves quickly, so yeah. it'll be soon. We've been right? talking about this forever. Yeah. Um, what it tells me is that no, there will be no regulation until you make a regulatory body because none of these programs, Bo, are, un- are unified under one roof, right? Yeah. No. So why and would Bama it, doesn't care, Georgia no. doesn't care, Ohio State, Southern Cal, no Southern Cal, cares. yeah, Texas, A and M, LSU. You know, I mean, Lane is both right and wrong, and that's okay. Um, 
obviously, you know, Ole Miss can can load the boat and fund a a a fund um, at a very high level. Yeah, higher uh, than most of the teams in the country. No question. Um, but not higher than the teams that you have to play. That's the problem. Prob- right? Like, you can be 20th in the country, but nine of the teams that you're ahead of you are in your division. Or, or, <laughs> or does, does, does Ole Miss find someone who is committed or a group that's committed to funding it? I mean, they just... The interesting part of this is they just landed yeah. the number one transfer portal class. I mean, Morgan Freeman goes to basketball games. He's got money. No, I'm talking about way more money. Oh. I'm, ta- I'm talking about... Oh, okay. <laughs> Talking about guys with, with, with five hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred, you know, million dollars and so on. What's Katy Perry doing? You know, like if, uh, I mean, you you think of super boosters, um, that are willing to throw in millions of dollars a year. I don't know. Anyway, Lane Tray, I love it. I love that he's being vocal, that he's throwing it out and letting people kind of see what they think about it, have an opinion on it. Um, But he just landed the number one transfer portal class, and he's still sitting there going, dude, what are we going to do? I don't know. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Dave Bartu at 930 on the Corona Premier Guest Line. 